0: Nick Scripp, P2W Fantasy Podcast here, Episode 142. If you missed the last two, they've been pretty straight and to the point. Episode 140 was positional draft strategies and what I look for when weighing out guys for each position. Episode 141 was very QB-focused. I looked at a breakout, three sleepers, and a dark horse QB1. Emphasis today, tight ends. So... Looking at the tight end position, it is a position that can separate you from the group of managers in your specific league. And I think it's a position that has a lot more strategy than others when it comes to the fantasy football world. Tight ends, I feel like people either go full into drafting one or punt the position. But I feel like in either sense, you should have some sort of game plan for how you want to roster a tight end and build your specific team. So what we'll look at today is a couple guys that I feel like are big targets of mine in in why heading into 2022. And I will say first uh, off here that Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews are the clear tier one, one and two for me as well. Um, I, I like some other guys a lot more than consensus, but You know, I'm not trying to get cute and say that I have somebody above Kelsey or Andrews for this year. The guy that I have at three, I'm extremely high on, but Kelsey and Andrews defer in a handful of reasons. And one of those reasons is the price of what you have to pay in your specific draft if you do want to go and grab Kelsey or Andrews. I have that in front of me. So, for instance, Travis Kelsey is going as the tight end one in 14th overall for his ADP. And ADP is his average draft pick, where he's going in specific fantasy drafts. So 14th overall for Kelsey means that you would take him above CeeDee Lamb, Debo Samuel, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, and Javante Williams, to name a few players. So you're making that decision that you want to establish your team with having Travis Kelsey over those guys. Mark Andrews going as the tight end, two. A little bit cheaper, but not by a ton. So we just said Kelsey is being drafted as the tight end 14. Mark Andrews is being drafted as the tight end 23. So if you take Andrews, you would make the decision to take Mark Andrews over guys like Saquon Barkley, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, and A.J. Brown. So while I'm not against you taking either one of these guys because I feel like they are in the upper tier, tier one for tight ends I think for this year, specifically for redraft, if I am drafting, I'm not going to take one of those two guys. And again, I'm going to say this over and over again. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just saying that I think that out of the guys listed, you know, if you take Kelsey, you'd be missing out on these guys, or Andrews, you'd be missing out on these other guys. I think I'd rather have a plan to. Pivot off of that expense of a top 25 overall pick for a tight end position and wait a little bit to go and grab somebody else. So, I got a couple guys that I would be targeting along with their specific price and where you'd have to grab them in drafts. So, I have Kyle Pitts as my tight end three for this coming season, and everybody likes Kyle Pitts. I mean, he was a freak athlete, unicorn sort of player coming out of Florida this past season as a rookie and you know a lot of people view him as the dynasty tight end one but i don't think many are putting him you know quite yet as the overall tight end one for redraft purposes does he have that in his range of outcomes i think there is a chance and we'll get into that in in a second here but Kyle Pitts being drafted as the tight end 3 number 35 overall so for looking at Kelsey 14 Andrews 23 Pitts is at least you know 12 spots later than Mark Andrews and there's a decent gap between him and Travis Kelsey. So I think strategy wise, I'd be more into, you know drafting somebody else uh, instead of Kelsey or Andrews and then picking Pitts at that 35 overall spot. This past season, uh, he had over a thousand yards receiving which was the second most receiving yards by a rookie tight end ever. Number one, Mike Ditka, who was a Chicago Bear. So shout out the uh, the Bears plug there, trying to be a homer per usual. But, you know, Pitts did play 17 in comparison to that group of tight ends. They did add that extra game this past season, but it's still impressive for him to have over 1,000 yards receiving as a rookie tight end. He was number five in targets with 110 Number seven in receptions, number three in receiving yards, as we mentioned, uh, number two in air yards, and number three in deep targets for the tight end position. Looking at player profiler data, looking at the air yards and the deep targets, I think that just screams. You know, Kyle Pitts is more of a wide receiver than he is a tight end. You know, his athleticism stretching the field was on full display number three and number four in yards per route run and yards per target, I think shows some efficiency with the yardage that he did get. So we know that he is extremely athletic. We know that he handled volume pretty well. You know, now we look at the situation ahead. Marcus Mariota is going to be the the starter as of today for the Atlanta Falcons. And some people look at that as a poor situation, but... Uh, We also need to note Marcus Mariota's connection to tight ends in the past. A lot of people have brought up Delaney Walker, for example. In 2015, Marcus Mariota to Delaney Walker resulted in Delaney Walker being third in points per game that year for tight ends. He had 133 targets that year. So obviously, it's not a year that just happened, it wasn't last year or two years ago, it's in the past, but we have seen Marcus Mariota have a connection to his tight end, and that tight end do very, very well for fantasy. So I think looking at the situation for Pitts, 120 plus targets on an offense featuring literally him and Drake London as the premier pass catchers is appealing to me. You know, there is concerns for touchdowns, which was not a strong suit for Pitts this past season, but my math is this. High target volume plus extreme athleticism plus skill equals touchdowns to come. Kyle Pitts is a premier tight end to target if you don't want to spend the capital of Kelsey or Andrews. Next guy on my list if you don't want to pay that 35 overall price is Dalton Schultz for me, Cowboys tight end. He's being drafted as the tight end six. In 65th overall, he was a tight end four in 2021. He was number five in routes run, number six in targets, number three in receptions, number seven in air yards, number six in receiving yards, number six in yards after the catch, and number five in total touchdowns. So he was very efficient and did very well in multiple different categories this past season. 62.5% of his games, he was a top 12 tight end. He had three games of 20 plus fantasy points. Now we look ahead to 2022, Amari Cooper is in Cleveland, Michael Gallup is recovering from his ACL tear. I think there's the true potential for Dalton Schultz to be the tight end two in his system, which again is appealing to me if you listen to my positional draft strategies episode where I overemphasize that I want to target tight ends that can be either the one or the two option in their offense. I think it provides stability for your tight end position I think it provides more consistency when a guy sees a target share that is consistent on a weekly basis. so Dalton Schultz would be my Schultz would be my uh, tight end pivot after Kyle Pitts. So I think if I want to go and grab you know an elite tight end that's my you know tier two tight end by himself, Kyle Pitts I would spend that 35 overall uh, draft capital. If not, I can wait all the way to pick 65 around that range and go and grab Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys, who I think is geared up to have a really nice season. If I wanted to wait a little bit longer than that, so that kind of seems like the um, the strategy here is, uh, you know, pivoting off of Kelsey and Andrews Price then what do I do? Okay, it's, it's Kyle Pitts. Well, if I want to wait a little bit longer, then it's Dalton Schultz. If I want to wait a little bit longer, it's Zach Ertz for me. Zach Ertz is being drafted as the tight end nine in 95th overall. So we went from Kyle Pitts at 35, Schultz at 65, and now Ertz at 95. So I'm waiting longer and longer in my draft if I wanted to go this route. This past season, weeks seven through 17, his transition to Arizona, he was the tight end four for fantasy. Weeks 15 through 18, this was his targets 11, 13, 9, and 10 in those games. So for a handful of weeks there, he was seeing extremely high targets in a very good offense. Now we look ahead to 2022. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for six games, which could mean a continued high target volume in a good offense with Kyler Murray. I think just seeing him be the tight end for for his time in Arizona last season and then also see high targets at the end of last season, I think it's just going to carry into 2022 and Zach Ertz is a guy that does well with volume and and does need some volume uh, when it comes to the fantasy world. We've seen it in Philadelphia through uh, a good chunk of his career. But again with only Hollywood Brown, him, you know, maybe Rondale Moore, maybe AJ Green, I think Zach Ertz as I've said over and over again has that potential to be the number two piece in his offense at least until DeAndre Hopkins comes back so I think Zach Ertz is a really good target for uh, 2022 Uh, tight end nine for his ADP I believe I had him at around six or seven I think seven right after Kittle for me so Schultz Ertz if I wait even longer My big breakout, uh, Cole Komet, tight end 13. He is being drafted 125th overall. So again, down that list, Pitts at 35. If not, Schultz at 65. If not, Ertz at 95. If not, Cole Komet at 125. And Cole Komet I actually have as a top 10 tight end for this coming season. I've talked about him plenty. Uh, Again, not being a Bears homer or anything like that. But Cole Komet is geared up to be... uh, a guy that is featured is, uh, again, potentially the number two option in his offense behind Darnell Mooney. The Bears really didn't add anybody of significance. It's a bunch of guys. You know, it's a, it's Byron Pringle and Vilas Jones Jr. And, you know, Nikhil Harry. There hasn't really been an established guy added to this system that, you know, I, I think is going to take away from Cole Komet's opportunity for a high target share. And we saw glimpses last season. You know, we saw some... Consistency in target share. We saw some uh, better receiving days from um, you know in comparison to year one. Uh, what was missing was the touchdowns. But I, I I've say you know I've said this multiple times now. If a guy is getting consistent targets and has pretty decent receiving yards, I think the touchdowns should come. And I really really do like Justin Fields, and I think him and Cole Komet have a nice connection. And I expect Cole Komet to have the potential to be maybe even a top you know, five to seven guys in total targets for the tight end position because, again, the Bears are going to need to throw. They don't have a, a ton of guys to throw to. And I think he's already established his role in this Bears offense. So if you want to completely punt, uh, there, here's three other names that I think are interesting for this coming year. And they all have something in common that I'll just continue to reiterate. But Evan Ingram, tight end 20, he is being drafted 177th overall. He is with the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Austin Hooper, tight end 22, being drafted at you know the 191st spot right now. Those two have in common that they are in brand new offenses. Obviously, Ingram with uh, the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Hooper in Tennessee with Tannehill. Both of those guys have the potential to step in and have some decent, have a decent target share. I think right away, you know, Ingram, uh, we've seen his athleticism before. He's kind of had, you know, a, a bit of a disappointing career after his, you know, really, really nice rookie season, but... You know, with these uh, these guys in the Jaguars offense, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Marvin Jones Jr., uh, Treadwell, Chenault, we just go down the list, they don't have this, you know, massive alpha in the system. You can say, like, Kirk got paid X amount of money, but it's a bunch of guys that I think can make some plays. But if he establishes a good role with Trevor Lawrence, he can have a career bounce back. Austin Hooper, we've seen in his past have some really nice fantasy finishes in Atlanta. In Cleveland, it was a different story. Uh, He was utilized in a different way. He didn't have the same volume he had with Matt Ryan. And reports came out that uh, Ryan Tannehill prefers Austin Hooper and has had um, a good connection with him early on in OTA. So could he establish himself with Woods and Burks in that system as a consistent target for Ryan Tannehill uh, on a team that no longer has A.J. Brown? And then the last guy, super, you know, uh, punted um, tight end option. Brevin Jordan, tight end 30, being drafted 267th overall. I think he's best as like your bench tight end and see how things go. But 50% of the games he played last season uh, that he actually played, uh, he was a top 12 tight end. And I liked him out of college. And I think that he is another guy in a system where you know, outside of Brandon Cooks, similar to Cole Komet outside of Darnell Mooney, there's not a ton of guys that you know are solidified pass catchers. I mean, I really like Nico Collins this year to have the potential to be a sleeper. But at you know, on the same note, with uh, with the Texans' offense that'll throw the ball, you know, at least you know 515 times this season, I think Brevin Jordan has the chance to have an established role in his offense. So more of a, a dart throw, deep league punt, but. Again, when we're looking for guys that can have consistent roles in their offense, I think he's a guy that has that opportunity too. So that's kind of how I, I would go about my my draft here. If I don't grab Kelsey or Andrews, I think my primary target would be Pitts. If not, I'd wait a little bit, go to Dalton Schultz. If not, wait a bit, go to Zach Ertz. If not, wait a bit, go to Cole Komet. And then the three guys I talk about at the end might be my my bench guys that I'm going to see if they take off or not. But uh, yeah, I think it's important to have a, a draft strategy for the tight end position because it is important. And, you know, it's it's not a position that you can just stream, I don't think, on a weekly basis. I think some people go into their, their season thinking they can do um, just that and just stream a tight end all the time. But then you're going to get guys that score, you know, Twelve points one week, and then you'll have another week where a guy scores uh, a goose egg of zero. So I think you know again, check out that positional draft strategies. Uh, I talk about guys that can be the number one or number two option in their offense. Uh, most most likely the number two option in their offense. Identifying those guys and in, in trying to grab them, especially just seeing that target share. I think for the tight end position is crucial for fantasy because everything else. Comes afterwards, and I don't want to chase touchdowns or big plays or anything like that. I want consistency for my tight end position, and I'm always looking to play to win. So, again, episode 142, tight end focus, episode 141. If you missed that, go back. It's only, I think, 20 minutes long, just like this one. Uh, and, And I talked about some QBs. Probably have a running back one coming up, but again, we're getting closer and closer to the season, just trying to help you guys play to win. Appreciate you guys.